0: It's the e commerce master plan podcast, here to help you grow your e commerce business faster and more efficiently by cutting through the hype to bring you inspiration and guidance from the e commerce sector and beyond. Here's your host, Chloe Thomas. Hello, master plan world. It's a pleasure to have you listening. I'm Chloe Thomas, creator of the e commerce master plan, author, speaker, and consultant, and I focus on e commerce business strategy and marketing. Welcome to our 2017 e-commerce growth series sponsored by Vico, the number one inventory software. It's a series of shows to bring you lots of ideas and thoughts on how to take it to the next level in 2017. I have to give a huge thank you to our sponsor Vico for enabling this series to happen. So Vico is the number one inventory system software that allows you to sell across multiple marketplaces such as eBay, Amazon, Magento, WooCommerce, and Shopify. You can try Vico completely for free today by heading over to info.vico.com forward slash e commerce dash masterplan. Now as a special bonus, this week I'm going to be presenting a webinar for our sponsors Vico. It's totally free, and you can sign up via eCommerce forward slash Vico, which is V E E Q O. So that's V-E-E-Q-O. Now in this webinar I'm going to be talking through my five ways to grow your e-commerce business in 2017. It's on Wednesday 25th of January at 4pm GMT, 11am EST and 8am PST so I hope to, uh, to catch up with a lot of you there. There'll be a QA and a session too so make sure you sign up and don't miss it via ecommercemasterplan.com forward slash VECO. Let me introduce you to today's special guest. Lewis Love is the e-commerce manager of Love Aroma, a bricks and clicks retailer specialising in curating the best range of home fragrances. They launched offline in 2010 and the online store launched not that long ago in 2014. And in 2016, it's on track to do a million pounds turnover online. That's 60,000 orders across the year. Hi, Lewis. Hello. Hello. I've just given our listeners a really quick overview of you and your business and where you are now. So how did you get started off in e-commerce?
1: Um, so the the company got started really um, after launching two stores. Um, the first two, as you said, were uh, launched in 2010 um, and they were in Derby and Leicester in the UK. Uh, I joined the company um, in 2013 really to launch uh, the website um, and coming from a predominantly online marketing background. Um, rather than retail, other than the odd um, Saturday job uh, when I was a bit younger, <laughs> um, my experience in retail was a bit limited. Um, but Mark Reese, who is our managing director, um, has got quite a few years of experience um, in retail, and I think together um, we've made a pretty good go of, uh, of selling online. And uh, two years later, um, we're we're pretty pleased with with where we are and where the company is.
0: I think to be doing a million online in just two years is uh, is quite impressive. I think I think you can definitely afford to be quite proud of yourself. Yeah, uh,
1: there's been a lot, a lot of hard work, and um, it's not just me, obviously, that's uh, made that happen. Uh, but we are pleased as a team, um, really proud of, of that achievement.
0: Okay, well, before we dive into some other questions about more about how that decision to become online from the bricks and all the rest of it, which, which I promise everyone we will get into. Um, where You said you're, you're, the, you know, the shops are in Leicester and Derby, so you're UK-based. Are you selling just into the UK? Uh,
1: predominantly um, online, yeah, j- just into the UK. We, we have sold um, to Europe. Um, we've shipped a, a couple of items over to Australia. We've even shipped um, some Yankee Candle products back to America, um, <laughs> having, having been made in America themselves, come over to the UK, and we've shipped them back. But um, I would say 95% of uh, our online sales are, are UK, Yes.
0: And you mentioned Yankee Candles there. And, and I said in the intro that you sell the best range of home fragrances, which covers a world of sins. So what, what kind of actual product are you selling?
1: So Yankee Candle is our, um, our best-selling brand um, that's uh, by far head and shoulders above everything else in the industry as a whole and on our website. Um, we're the largest independent retailer of Yankee Candle in the U.K., um, but then to complement Yankee Candle, um, we didn't want, to, when we launched the website, we didn't want to be totally one dimensional. There's lots of um, solely Yankee Candle retailers online, and we wanted to really offer a, a broad range and be the experts in home fragrance. Um, so we've got the likes of Woodwick, which are another American brand um, that are growing particularly fast at the moment here in the UK. We've got uh, Lamp which is a French uh, brand speciali- specializing in uh, fragrance lamps, um, Ashley and Burwood and Stone Glow, um, who are British. And then um, all the way down in terms of size, uh, down to um, the small, uh, small company called On a Wick and a Prayer, which is, again, based in Derbyshire, just uh, 20 minutes up the road um, in Tissington in the Peak District. Um, so they're a, they're a very small company in comparison to the multi-billion dollar <laughs> empire of Yankee Candle.
0: <laughs> so um, I, I like that. It's kind of like we don't want to be the one trick pony. We don't want to just be about the Yankee Candles. We're going to bring together the right range of brands. And, and it's all about buying in other people's product.
1: Uh, yes, we don't sell any of our own um, of our own brand products at the moment. Um, it is something we're, we're talking about um, doing um, maybe on some accessory lines um, where we can identify um, some, some gaps in the market. But um, yeah, at the moment, it's all different brands um, from around the world, really. Um, and bringing together um, those. There, there is an enormous amount of candle brands out there at the moment, as I'm sure you're aware. Mm. Um, if we go to, When we go to the trade shows, we're always, always amazed at how many different brands there are. I think last year there was 150 uh, candle brands at one of the wow. trade shows we went to. So for us, it's all about taking that list of 150 brands and finding out what the top 10 are um, in terms of fragrance, um, offering, uh, price, Um, All of those things to give um, the best um, options to our customers.
0: I I love that. That it 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 just from the way you're describing the products just screams the fact that you guys are the experts in home fragrance. You know, it's such a clear vision that you've got, and it's clear that you're working through it in a really systematized way to make sure you're getting the right things in there. I think what's also quite interesting, and I, I hear this from quite a lot of businesses, is that you start off as kind of the boutique editing selection offering you know we're going to be experts we're going to buy in the best of the best of the best and then at some point that temptation to do your own product comes in and where yeah. I, where I often see it not quite work is where people try and recreate the core product themselves. You know, they try and create their own Yankee candle in, yeah. in your instance. So I think the fact you're going after those accessories, the outlying items that you know the customer wants, that you can't find a good enough one from anywhere is exactly the right, right way to be going with it from what I've seen elsewhere in the marketplace.
1: Yeah. And we've said from the beginning that there's, there's no point trying to compete with Yankee candle the size they are. Um, we don't want to discourage people from buying their favorite product, their, their favorite brand. If they, love, if they walk into one of our shops or they come onto the website and they, they've got Yankee Candle in their mind, we want to get them to that product as quickly as possible rather than distracting them with some similar product that we've created with our, with our own logo on. Yeah. Um, we want to help them get to that, you know, the thing they love. But um, yeah, things like lighters, um, we, we have actually got some uh, of our own branded lighters that we've um, that we've shipped in, and, and we uh, sell those in our stores. Um, so things like that—they're they're the ones that we, we'd look at initially. Um, I think if we were to go down an own brand route,
0: excellent. And uh, what platform are you on? Are you a Shopify or a Magento business? Or have you gone for something bespoke?
1: Um, so we use a platform called VisualSoft. Okay. Yeah, um, it's a UK-based company. Um, they've got um, over a thousand websites um, on their books, um, and we're we're really happy with them. Actually, the the decision um, to go with VisualSoft was made before I joined the company. Um, there was obviously a bit of background research that um, the, the company did before um, uh, I joined um, and the decision to go with VisualSoft was made before I joined. Um, initially, I was a little bit skeptical because <laughs> it is a closed system. So unlike uh, Magento or Shopify where you can develop your own applications and modules if you want, Visual VisualSoft is totally closed. And if you want something, um, if you want a module um, adding on that they don't have um, or they haven't made already, um, you get you you start talking about bespoke fees and, and things like that that they have to do themselves. Um, however, what it allowed us to do, particularly in the first these first couple of years, is it's taken all of the headache of the technical side of things away. It's a totally managed service. So, if the website was to go down, it's one phone call to Visual Soft and they fix it. If something's not quite working right, um, again, one phone call or an email. Or a support ticket, and it's generally fixed, um, you know, pretty quickly. And as far as the modules go, um, things like abandoned checkout uh, emails and all of these things that we see, you know, when, when you're researching the next trick um, or tip to, mm. to get ahead online, um, the vast majority of them, VisualSoft have already created. Um, they've got over a thousand websites, and um, I bet my bottom dollar that they've they've created something very similar. Um, for a client before um, even if you think it's a totally unique idea they've probably done something quite similar already
0: and and if they haven't there's probably a good reason and you're yes. just getting distracted by something yeah, and you should just very refocus
1: distracted or come up with some harebrained idea that you think mm. is going to be amazing and change the world and increase revenue by 10 times overnight but in reality um very few things do that <laughs>
0: I was good I'm glad you said about you know how your reaction to it being decided before you got there because it's kind of like the blessing and the curse isn't it it's like oh I don't know if I wanted that platform but at the same time well at least I don't have to worry about it at least I can get on with everything else and that decision's already been made it's like a a bit of a double-edged sword there I think Um, yeah yeah and how many stores have you got now
1: um so we've got 10 stores now um across the country uh we've got uh one down in London in the Stratford Centre in Westfield, um, Mm -hmm. sorry, in the Westfield Centre in Stratford, Um, uh, one in Essex in Lakeside, uh, Sheffield, Meadowhall, um, Leeds, uh, one in the new Birmingham Shopping Centre, Grand Central, um, Derby and Leicester, which were the original two, and then we've got Grimsby, um, Solihull, um, Burton-on-Trent, and I've probably missed one out, um, (laughs) so I do apologise to that store.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, from my experience, experience on the high street, you've... You 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 do have to apologise to them if you forget about them. They go down well. Um, Okay, cool. And are you doing kind of combined dispatch and returns? You know, are all the stores shipping orders and taking in returns, or is it very much two different? logistics systems
1: um they're, yeah they're, they're treated almost separately in terms of the logistics um it's very joined up in terms of marketing and our branding but um it's uh, very separate in terms of uh the logistics and the systems that we use so our website all of the orders are shipped from a central warehouse which is also in derby um a few miles down the road from our head office um, we generally don't allow customers to return items to store mm-hmm. um, we, we try and avoid that if possible and we, we'd rather them send it back to our warehouse and keep everything kind of clean and separate. Um, however, if if there's no other option for it than for a customer to take something back to store or or vice versa, if a customer can't get back to our store where they bought something from, but they still want to return it, we'll will then send them um, the information that they need to send it back to us at the at the warehouse, and we'll um, we'll cope with it that way.
0: So you you deal with the exceptions, but try and keep everything in its silos.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, if 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 a customer needs it to be uh, totally um, integrated in terms of being able to um, shop in one place but then return to another, we can do that, and we will uh, make exceptions. But um, we encourage customers to kind of stick to their to the normal channels, the same channel.
0: Yeah, so it's a great customer service thing to be able to just say return anywhere. But the the it impacts every single area of the business. There's so much training and finance and reporting uh, as well as literally where the product is. It can be a bit of a head scratcher.
1: Yeah. And keeping track of all of those. You mentioned the financials. Keeping mm. track of that is really important for us. Um, if the website or the warehouse starts taking in lots of returns from, from customers that have bought stuff in store. Um, well, where, where do those damaged items um, get reported to? Um, and vice versa, if a, if a customer orders online but then takes it back to the store because they don't like the don't like the smell, uh, or don't don't like the fragrance, um, don't like the colour, um, who then takes that product um, and sells it again? Um, where does that where does that end up? Um, the store, of course, might not sell it themselves because we don't stock everything in all our stores. Yeah. Um, so it becomes a logistical headache to be able to offer that. It's, it's a really nice service to be able to offer, but at the moment we're just I think we're a few years off.
0: It's it's um, a big that. old project, isn't it? Yeah,
1: massive,
0: <laughs> massive project. Um, okay, and uh, then uh, how bigs how bigs the team working on the website?
1: Um, so there's six of us um, in total that work on the website. Um, three of us are based up at the um, up at head office, um, and then three um, uh, three core members of staff down at the warehouse. Um, that also manage um, Amazon uh, FBA um, shipping and uh, um, eBay as well. Um, so my warehouse manager also helps manage eBay for us. Um, so we've split the load up a little bit like that. And then at Christmas time, obviously, we bring in temporary staff to to, to cope with the uh, the backlog of orders um, and the, the increase in orders at the warehouse.
0: And the the team in head office are you are you doing everything in house or have you outsourced some of the marketing or
1: um, we've got a couple of writers that we use that are freelance, uh, freelance writers. Um, we have experimented with a couple of different AdWords agencies, um, but that's now been brought back in house. Um, we did experiment with some SEO agencies, um, that was then brought back in house rather quickly. Um, uh, so I think I'm right in saying that almost everything, oh, uh, apologies. We do, um, we do use a design agency for, for some of the design work that we, we have. Um, we have made but that's just on an ad hoc basis um, rather than um, anything kind of formal retainer if you like Um, it's just a small local design that we use
0: oh cool so um so with all of that going on Lewis um what do you think's the most most awesome thing about Loveroma right now
1: um the growth definitely the growth that we're seeing um we've um We've put a lot of focus on the the website and started to think of it as – the the website team has started to think of the website as a pure play. If we were pure play e-commerce and we didn't have the the stores, what would we be doing um, right now? And it's allowed us to really focus on growing the website um, at the moment uh, over these past six months. And we're currently seeing like 300%, 400% year-on-year growth. Wow. Um, on the website um, as a result of this real focus um, on driving driving those sales and driving that um that revenue growth
0: and is that why you're investing heavily in writing and SEO
1: um that's part of it that's um you know that's definitely formed part of um, formed part of it and it's certainly helped along the way our our rankings have been climbing um you know nice and steadily um, over the past two years and I think we're beginning to see the flywheel really start to move now
0: Mm -hmm.
1: Um, and uh, yeah so we're we're pleased with we're pleased with that
0: and on that seo front have you been focusing on kind of soft seo so on-site content and getting mentioned in places or have you been going kind of more uh, more hard with really solid link building campaigns um
1: i I always get a little bit nervous when people talk about link building campaigns. <laughs> Same here. Um, uh, I come from like an online marketing background where um, I was taught by the people that taught me um, that they, they made it perfectly clear from the beginning that um, don't do anything that, that could come across at all spammy. Um, mm-hmm. So if, if it's not done for the good of the user, um, don't don't bother doing it because Google will find out eventually whether it's in six months' time or, or six years' time, yeah. um, and they will penalise you. And um, being penalised by Google, touch wood, it hasn't happened to me yet, um, probably isn't a, a nice experience. Um, so, yeah, we, we go definitely down the, the, softer, the softer route, um, making sure that the content on our website is unique. Um, we've got over 2,000 products um, online, and uh, they've all they all need unique descriptions writing for them. So that's a mammoth task that is never ending. Um, we also um, work to to write u- really good, engaging, unique content uh, for landing pages and then blog posts as well. Um, that's uh, that's certainly helped um, our our organic uh, rankings. Um, and then we do do some link building in terms of um, uh, blogger outreach. So we'll mm-hmm. we'll work with um, some bloggers. Uh, who review products Um, but we whilst obviously the link we we, we won't turn down the link Um, we're actually doing it we we target bloggers that have got good readership um, and we do it to gain that audience rather than the link itself
0: yeah so Um, so the link isn't part of the criteria for them it's just a please like our product rather than a yeah yeah
1: precisely which actually is really difficult when you sell products that everybody else sells as well um, because mm. you might, have a, might find a blogger that's got a really good readership um, but they, they review the product and then, then they link back to the brand's own website um, and that's really frustrating when that happens. Um, we've had a few national newspapers that have done that and they link back to uh, the Yankee Candle website or the, oh. the Woodwick website rather than our own website and we've gone through all the, the trouble of trying to get that piece uh, of content in there um but the way we see it is we take a a deep breath and and (laughs) at least at least more people now know about the products that we stock and um and hope that um eventually they'll they'll find us and they'll find that actually our service that we provide is um is better than the the brands themselves
0: yeah it's like so long as they know about the brands then sooner or later they're going to find you at least yes yes yeah so um I mentioned earlier that I was going to ask you a question about the online offline mix and I guess I find it quite interesting that you you as a as a business love Aroma went physical stores first and then took that decision to move online what were the kind of the drivers b- behind that and and at what obviously you came on board a year before that online site went live so also what was the the key drivers for making for, for where that site needed to be at before it could go live?
1: So um, the stores, the, the reason the, the, the retail stores came first was um, Love Aroma is uh, a sister company, if you like, to um, another business, mm-hmm. um, which is a, a card and gift uh, business uh, that's owned by the same family. It's a family business um, and um, that had been going for 25 years. Uh, there was an opportunity to, um, to launch a, a standalone home fragrance store um, in 2010 um, which um, was p- purely selling Yankee Candle um, at the time mm-hmm. um, that was driven by the, the really good sales that the, um, the card and gift stores had seen um, on Yankee Candle itself um, so that's how the, the first store came about that was very successful so um, uh, the, the managing directors opened a, another store the company opened another store over in, in Leicester and, and then we got to those, those two kind of founding stores um, following that, um, Mark, who is our managing director, um, really saw online um, really taking off, starting to mature um, and felt that now or then was the right time. Um, <laughs> 2000, uh, 2013 was really the right time to explore it and, um, and thought if, if he was going to do something online, it would be with that product um rather than cards um you know selling yeah. cards online Moonpig have done it you know very well but um trying to to sell um cards online is a tricky business so um mm. selling the fragrance products um you know fragrance products online is also uh, tricky in in other ways but he felt that um that was the opportunity and that was the product uh, to to give it a, a real go at
0: oh cool and um and how did you find? You know, what what did you have to have in place before that it was okay to put that website live? Because I'm guessing there were some fairly high expectations of the site. It wasn't going to be a, a simple WooCommerce implementation and hope it sells something in the first week.
1: No, um, the, the the design obviously had to be right, and we went through several design um, iterations with Visual Soft. Um, I think in total it, it took about um, ten months um, from starting the project, um, when I joined to, 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 launching, um, maybe a little bit shorter, maybe nine months. Mm-hmm. Um, a big chunk of that was getting all of the, all of the data and all the content onto the system. Um, so all the product data, product images, um, that really tedious work. Um, however it, it allowed me to really learn Excel. Um, I'd never really spent <laughs> much time in it and, um, and, and now I'm, I'm pretty confident. Um, I could beat most people in an Excel um, <laughs> match. <laughs> um, so the it, the main focus was really getting the website to a point where it looked like a proper website that has been around for a year and didn't look like it had just been launched yesterday. Yeah. Um, so getting that in place, um, that took probably about nine months to do properly. Um and then and then we launched and um and kind of hope for the best i guess <laughs> <laughs>
0: um so it, it's been an interesting journey then going for the, the offline then into the online world
1: yes yeah um as i said I've, i I came from an online marketing background, so i'd had experience in um, you know driving traffic to websites, but i'd never worked um, well, i hadn't really worked in um, e commerce um, as such like online retail I'd, I'd worked with um a couple of smaller boutique um, online retailers, but you know, very very low volume. Mm. Um, the the main companies that I worked with prior were were publishers, for for want of a better word, um, that. Obviously, they're, they're very different um, beasts um, yeah. driving traffic, and you know the the KPIs that they measure, as opposed to retail, was very different.
0: Yeah, um, page so, views and eyeballs rather than actual pound, shillings, and pence.
1: Yeah, so moving over to the retail world was um, was interesting, but it was it was a nice challenge, and um, yeah, I think with with the company having been established for 25 years um, uh, in, in in its sister company. Um, had all that retail experience um, kind of in the company already. Mm-hmm. I was really, I was able to tap into that and, and really kind of learn quickly, have a real crash course in in retail, um, and then translate that and, and see the, the the links between um, real world retail and online and how people how people um, shop online.
0: Yeah, it, it's um, it's. I'm sure it's a massive benefit to have that level of retail knowledge in the place and, and i'm also guessing that by the end of those nine months and your your lessons in excel you were pretty knowledgeable about candles as well because trying to get two thousand products ready for the web whew, that's some that's some workload
1: yeah yeah it took um yeah it took an awful long time um but excel is amazing um if you uh if you have the opportunity to learn it properly um the things it can do it can make your life an awful lot easier and and quicker and i think if i if i hadn't of embraced excel um in the way i did um i'd probably still be here um adding adding products to the system ready for ready for launch um,
0: <laughs> copying and pasting from here there and everywhere yes yep this e-commerce growth series is sponsored by Vico. Vico is the number one inventory software. Vico allows you to sell across multiple marketplaces, such as eBay, Amazon, Magento, WooCommerce, and Shopify. You can try Vico for free today at info.vico.com forward slash e-commerce master plan. Vico is V-W-E-Q-O. so that's info.vico.com forward slash e-commerce dash master plan. Well, on that tip, um, I think it's time for the top tips round. Um, I love this section because it gives all of us some really quick ideas for taking our businesses to the next level. So, Lewis, first up, your book top tip. If everybody listening to this podcast agreed to take Friday off and read a book to make their business better, which book would you like to recommend?
1: So the book I would recommend is called The Hard Thing About Hard Things. Um, it's by uh, Ben Horowitz, um, and um, its subtitle is uh, "Building a Business When There Are No Easy Answers." Um, I read it a couple of months ago, and um, whilst there's lots of business books out there that talk about startups in the tech industry, in um, you know really um, fun, positive, um, in fun, positive ways, um, in the book um, "The Hard Thing About Hard Things," Ben um, highlights um, that it's not always uh, rosy. um there's uh you know it's tough you know growing a business and um and launching online it's it's tough uh there's tough decisions to be made around um people um and uh decisions with what brands you take and and things like that some things that keep you up at night and um the the reason i really like this book is it, it it really cuts through um all of the um kind of Glossy uh, talk, if you like, and 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 tells um, tells it straight how, how it is, um, everything from firing friends um, that you've worked with since day one um, to poaching competitors from um, you know a company that that you've worked closely with before, um, and also how um, how to uh, cope with the stresses of um, of that. Um, the company that um, Ben Horowitz grew um, was. I think it was back in the dot-com uh, dot com bubble um, and it was a much larger operation than Loveroma um, over in Silicon Valley. But um, some of the lessons that you can you can take from it um, can apply all the way down to, you know, a small startup with, with just, you know, two, three people working for you.
0: Oh, what an excellent recommendation. One for all of us to go and check out there, I think. Um, next then, the traffic top tip. Which marketing method do you either prize above all others or think doesn't get the press it deserves?
1: So one that we've been using recently is um, a website called Hot UK Deals. Um, it's a, a forum based here in, in the UK um, that uh, allows people to post um, deals that they've seen online um, or in, in uh, retail stores um, that they think um, other people will enjoy. And they people post everything from um, cars that you can get on a you know ten thousand pounds off a new bmw um, all the way down to um, a tin of sweet corn that's now um, 15p instead of um, 60p um what we found though is if you can um get to the front page of hot uk deals um your server crashes (laughs) everybody (laughs) um the, the the traffic that it can produce is absolutely incredible um so trying to um Understand how that works and um, the mindset of the people that are on there, um, and generate traffic that way um, has been really, really successful for us. Um, you have to be a bit careful. Um, you're not allowed to post your own deals, um, so you can't um, set a half-price sale going and then post a deal about it on Hot UK Deals. Um, but you can, of course, um, drip, um, you know, drip feed your your sale to your existing customers who then um, just might so happen to post it on Hot UK Deals.
0: Excellent. That's quite an off-the-wall one. We haven't had that one before. Um, next, the tool top tip. This might be a collaboration tool, a social media plug-in, a phone app, or just a way of working. Is there a cool little tool you use that makes you and your team more efficient from day to day?
1: So the two um, two applications that we use, um, particularly for um, dealing with uh, customer conversations um, and queries, um, the two tools are Help Scout and Aircall. So Help Scout is a... Um, Uh, a a tool that allows um, customers to email in um, to a standard email address, Um, but all of those emails are are, are then brought into one application that um, all of our team can access wherever they are in the world and we can also see who's replying to who, um, to to, to which customer Um, we can prioritise tickets, it's it's very much like a support ticket system um, but uh, more um, designed for customer service. And then Aircall is a system that allows us to um, uh, have our phone um, have our main support line um, anywhere in the world Um it works over over the internet and we can log in um, online or via an iphone um, it, it means when one of us is down at the warehouse um, uh, we can direct phones down there if we want um, equally we can take phone calls over the weekend um, uh, at home if, if required
0: oh cool so lots of flexibility in those two then yes yeah Excellent. Uh, The startup top tip then, if you met someone this weekend who's thinking of starting an e-commerce business, what would be your first tip for them?
1: Um, Know your margin, Um, definitely down to the penny. Know exactly how much um, it costs to buy the product in that you're selling. Know exactly how much you're selling it for on average across all the channels that you're selling on. Um, Know exactly how much it costs to ship that product out. Um, The packaging materials, Every last thing, Um, the the overheads that you incur, um, everything down to the last penny, Um, because without knowing that, you're blindly selling and not knowing if you're making any money. Um, It's so easy to to give away too much of the pie when it comes to online retail. Um, Everyone's willing to offer you something for nothing. Um, Of course, they want 5% of all your revenue um, or 10% of all your revenue. And before you know it, you've got no margin left. Um so I think that's that's so important um and a lot of people forget um forget those business basics when selling online
0: Yeah the the little 5P here to to list that two percent there for that option and all the rest of it it can very quickly whittle it all away so so master plan world you can find those top tips and everything else we've been chatting about today's episode by going to ecommerce masterplan.com forward slash 86 lewis before we say goodbye could you please let the listeners know where they can find you and love aroma on the web and social media
1: Yes, so our website is loveroma.co.uk. Um, we're on facebook.com um, forward slash Loveroma. Our Twitter handle is Loveroma Store, um, and uh, that's the same for our Instagram um, uh, account as well.
0: Marvellous. Well, I'll add links to all of that and everything else we talked about today in the show notes. Masterplan World, you can find those at ecommercemasterplan.com forward slash 86 or just go to the website, click on the podcast tab or use the search box. Lewis, thank you so much for being on the show today and for sharing such great insights into the world of bricks and clicks and how you get that website to a million turnover in two years.
1: My pleasure. Thanks, Chloe.
0: Isn't it great to hear from such someone who's just so knowledgeable about both the strategy and the tactics going on in their business? And I think really interesting, because I know we've got a lot of you out there listening who are running boutiques and stores, but don't yet have that online presence of the the detail they put in to get it right and how that's paid off two years on. Um, I think there's plenty of tips in there for all of us, not not least the, um, the very interesting soft focus on SEO that's also paying dividends. It just proves you don't have to go out there and start buying links and doing dangerous Google things left, right and centre. If you're enjoying our 2017 e-commerce growth series sponsored by Vico, then please do spread the word to your e-commerce friends. Twitter, Facebook, over a coffee, over a pint, um, over, well, I suppose we're in dry January, so maybe over some kind of juice. Uh, I don't really mind, but please do spread the word because I'd love to get these messages out to more people and help more, more businesses to grow this year. So make sure you join in the conversations as well at the e-commerce masterplan world Facebook group. And you can find that via e forward slash. Facebook. Next time, which is just a couple of days away now, we have a really interesting show for you all. It's for anybody who's really, who's thinking of launching a new product this year, because I'm going to be chatting to Philip Velitza of the Product Startup Podcast, all about how to create and launch new products. It's a really, really interesting show, which actually has quite a lot of lessons, even for those of you who aren't planning on creating a new product this year. So it I'd say it's definitely one you have, want to have a listen to. Well, have a great week, everyone, and keep optimizing. Thank you for listening to the e-commerce master plan podcast. Find out more at ecommercemasterplan.com.